Hi, everyone. I'm Cindy Stewart, and welcome to my podcast. Each week, we will talk about how to live our lives in God's fullness. My goal is to encourage, equip, and empower you. I have included show notes that highlight the points of this message. You can also find all the information on my website, cindy-stewart.com. I am so excited about sharing this journey with you. So let's begin. Okay. Oh, my. Yeah, we are looking forward to getting together again. And I'm hoping that uh, it's it's soon, very, very soon. Um, I, I saw a, a Facebook message, and you may have seen that yesterday from uh, Sean Futes. And he was a worship leader for many, many years. He still is. But uh, God has put it in his heart to run for Senate in California. And he's been running hard for about uh, a little over a year. He declared his run and, and we're praying him in. But he had posted on Instagram, actually, is where I saw it. It says on a White House conference call I was on today, the Surgeon General said that it's all working and the curve has flattened in California. So that's great to us. For us, that's a sign of, of what we are looking for, what we're heading toward. The curve will flatten for us. And that is our declaration. Um, I was super excited to see that. I've been, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a math person. So every day I do the numbers. I do the percentages and all that type of stuff to keep track of where are we heading. And uh, the Lord says we're, we're flattening the curve. We're heading uh, onto the other side. So, so really that's our declaration today. Um, you know, it's funny, you know how you feel like, uh, you just don't have anything. You know, sometimes I just don't feel like I have anything. And, uh, a couple of days ago, I've been talking to the Lord and I'm like, Lord, I just don't feel like I have anything. I don't have anything, uh, for this season for what we're in. And he said, yeah, you do. And I thought, that kind of sounds like my mom talking to me. You know how your mom you used to say, come on, get up, get on with it, get to school, get your homework done. He's like, yeah, you do. I'm like, oh, okay. So what do I have? And he said, the same thing I keep talking to you about, and it's about strategy. So that's what I'm going to talk about today is strategy, the strategy for this very hour that we're in. And we do have a strategy that God has given to us. Uh, we're going to read out of Exodus. It is Passover season. Uh, we're going to read out of Exodus. Um, this morning, so you can go ahead and turn there, but I'm going to set it up a little bit for us. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of excited about this. So I'm trying to figure out how can I carry my laptop and walk around and preach at the same time. <laughs> I'm having a hard enough time keeping it on my desk, much less trying to carry it with me. But even during worship, I had to get up because I was like, I feel the anointing of the Lord on us today. So um, so I'm just going to, you know, if I zoom in or out here or there, don't worry about it. I'm still here. If it goes silent, then maybe I'm not still here, but you know, we're just going to keep moving forward. But I want to set this up a little bit because I feel like the Lord is releasing a strategy in this hour and it's a strategy for each one of us. And this strategy is, is landing in our hands, in our mouth, in our hearts, in our minds. It's a strategy for us. And the strategy that he has given us is to defeat the enemy who has come against us. That's the strategy. And, and we know that the enemy's assignment, his, his, his anointing, if you will, is to kill, still, and destroy us. He's trying to destroy our businesses, our families, our country, the world. He, that is his job. 
But we also know the rest of the scripture says, but Jesus has come to give abundant life to us, life more abundantly for us. So what the enemy has planned to kill, steal, and destroy us is trumped by Jesus's word that says that he has given us life more abundantly. Jesus is always the trump card. Whenever the enemy comes against us, we lay the name of Jesus across it. And it completely trumps what the enemy is doing. So I want to talk about that. And let me just set, set the stage a little bit for us. Um, in Genesis, uh, Joseph became the second in command to the Pharaoh. And that Egypt, Egypt prospered through the strategy that the Lord gave Joseph. So, so, so they prospered because of the people of God. We carry that strategy. When Joseph dies, of course, the Israelites, it says that the Israelites were prolific and increased greatly. And they multiplied and became extremely strong and the land was filled with them. Now, remember, every time we see what's going on in the earth, we also look at what the promise of God is. So in this season of, uh, you know, the Israelites prospering in Egypt, um, I just kept thinking about the promise of God to Abraham, that they were going to multiply. They were going to be so numerous, as numerous as the stars in the sky, the sand on the earth, on, on the, the grains of sand. So we have to remember every time we're in something, we have to remember what promise are we living in right now that the enemy is trying to destroy? And for the Egyptian, I mean, for the Israelites, they were trying to destroy, the Egyptians were trying to keep them from multiplying. He, they were trying to cancel the promise of God that they would be so numerous that they would cover the earth by killing the firstborn. So the enemy is always trying to uh, undo what God has promised us. And we know that that will never happen. We know that God's promises will be complete and they will be, they will fill the earth. We know that. But um, as I was thinking about what's happening now, I just kept hearing this. I kept even seeing it in my eyes, uh, kind of in my mind, is the enemy knows that the season for the great harvest has been released. And the great harvest is not just for America, it is for the world. The enemy knows that the word of the great harvest has been released. And so what, what happens? He attacks the world. He comes against us with this coronavirus. He, he comes against us trying to steal our prosperity, steal our multiplication, steal even our hope, stop us in our tracks from the momentum that's already been built. There's a momentum that's been built. And this coronavirus is trying to steal that momentum from us. It's trying to take that away from us. The enemy wants us to begin to look at something else instead of looking at God. He wants us to look at unemployment. Yes, is there unemployment? 
Absolutely. Has it increased incredibly? Absolutely. But the unemployment is not our God. God is our God. But the enemy wants us to take our eyes off of what God is doing. And that's, I feel like, is part of the strategy that God is going to give us because he's given us the power. He's given us the intellect. He's given us the ability to defeat the enemy right now in this hour. And he's using all kinds of things across the world. And when you think about it, not everyone he's using to do this is a believer. Just like with Joseph, the Pharaoh wasn't a believer, but he used him to give provision for everyone. So we understand that not everyone that's going to bring forth something that's going to break this open is, is going to be a believer. But what is happening is God is using the strategy that he's given the believers to release on this earth so we can see the move of his will, his timing, his season right now. So that's what I feel like is happening um, because we are at war. And it is a war that has been lodged against us by the enemy. But God is going to use it and he is using it right now to refocus us, to talk to us, to give us strategies, uh, to take care of things that should have been taken care of by us, but by drilling things down to a much narrower view, uh, we we just got a different focus. I mean, I want to say we have a different focus. And the one thing we have to remember is that each one of us has been given a piece of the strategy. Each one of us, every one of us sitting here, every one of us sitting around the world that are believers in Christ, we've been given part of the strategy. And our job is to carry the strategy forward in, in whatever God's given us. So let's read a little bit. I, I want to read a little bit. Let's go to Exodus 2. We're just going to read a few scriptures out of Exodus. And I want to talk about them because I feel like God's given us some real specific things to share today uh, for us to stay on task, to stay on task with the strategy. So Exodus uh, 2.24 It says, so God heard their moaning and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And God saw the sons of Israel and God took notice of them and was concerning about them, knowing all, understanding all, and remembering all. And I, and I just want to, to talk about that because I know um, Miguel talked about it as he was in worship and Rivka was talking about it, how God, God healed her of the... Um, uh, Epstein bought EBB. I wanted to make sure I got the initials right. I, but that's what I feel like. We we have to remember the promises in His Word, and the promises that He has spoken over us. For for us personally, uh, Karen was talking about even how her son. You know, there's this miracle breakthrough there. Rivka with healing, uh, uh, Zach with healing. That God is doing things in in this time of being cocooned and separated um god is doing things 
that he has promised to do. And even as we're in this Passover season, and we're going to do a declaration at the end, but even in this Passover season, healing was a part of the Passover exit. You know, when they left Egypt, there was none feeble in them. They were all whole and healed. So I, I think one of the things that part of the strategy of God for all of us is remembering his promises in his word, the promises that he's made to you, the promises he's made about your family, about your children, your relatives, all the way across, the promises he's made us about our region. You know, Florida's been promised as a region that will be a, a fire starter that will set a flame that will cross the country. And for those of you, there's some of you that are in different regions. Diana, she's in Oklahoma. You know, there's people in different regions. What is God's promise to your region? How is he going to use you in this grand harvest, this, this uh, beautiful thing that he's doing? And we have to remember those promises and what he's promised for our country and for the world. So I think that's part of the strategy is to go back and remember. Remember what God has promised. Remember what God has purchased for us. Remember what he has said over you, over your family, over your children and your children's children, children for the generations to come. Uh, remember the season that we're in. We're in the season of great harvest. Now you think, how can we harvest anyone if we're stuck in our house? We harvest them through the throne room. The, you know, our battle is fought in the kingdom realm in, in the heavenly realm where we're before God and there's intercession of Christ before the father and the Holy Spirit interceding for us. There's us interceding. And, you know, for some people, it'll be, you know, they may do Facebook chat, something like that. Some people, it'll just have the opportunities to call people that you haven't talked to in forever and reconnect. There are people on the front line. You know, I'm not on the front line. Some of you are. Gene's on the front line, Ubering, driving people around. There are people on the front line going to work. Emmanuel, um, uh, I was thinking about Ruth's son-in-law on the front line working. There's people on the front line that are, that are bringing the harvest in by their testimony, bringing the harvest in by what they're doing. Um, so the harvest can be brought in whether we're stuck in our houses or whether we're, you know, all released to go out and do what we're called to do. But the harvest is now, uh, whether we can actually see it or not. And then part of this breakthrough is going to be through our prayer and our intercession. So that that's one of the things I felt like God wanted us to um, remember. And, you know, I was thinking about as I was reading through Exodus, I've read through it a couple of times in the last few weeks, but as I was reading through Exodus, you know, God told Moses that no one in Egypt will leave empty handed. They'll be leaving their bondage behind, but they'll be taking with them great possessions that are rightfully theirs. So understand in this season, we're not going to leave without taking with us what is rightfully ours both in the spiritual realm and the natural realm. We will bounce back from what has happened. And we'll talk about that at the very end. And like I said, we're going to do some declarations. Um, yeah. So I just want, I want us to hold on to that. 
Uh, next scripture is uh, Exodus 3.10. Like I said, I just want to go through a few of these and uh, get us all fired up. Okay, it says there, uh, so God has called Moses and he says, therefore come now and I will send you to Pharaoh and then bring my people, the children of Israel out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, um, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Egypt, uh, the children of Israel out of Egypt. Now um, he says, and then God will say, verse 12, it says, and God said, certainly I will be with you. And this shall be a sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve and worship God at this mountain. So the other point I think we need to uh, kind of grab a hold of is agreeing with God for the strategy he's given you in the season. You know, we have, God has given each one of us a strategy. Even a couple of days ago, I'm saying, God, I don't have anything. He's like, yeah, you do. So if you say, God, I don't have anything, he'll say, yeah, you do. And he'll give you what he's already given you and release it to you as a strategy for you to use in this season. He has a strategy for each one of us. And we have to grab a hold of the anointing that he's given us in this season. He gave Moses an anointing to go in face the oppressor and and get freedom for the people. Each one of us carried that anointing. We just carried in different ways. Like I talked about it earlier. Each one of us carries something very different that are that's part of pulling this together. So what is the anointing? What is the strategy that God has given you in this season? And he will he will tell you what it is. Um, and the other part of this is he's gonna that he's doing is he is gathering people that have strategies that need to be pieced together in order to have the whole picture to work. Like Moses, he didn't go by himself. God raised up his family. He raised up Aaron. He raised up Miriam to go with him. Zipporah, his wife went with him. Uh, you know, he had the elders of Israel go with him and help, I mean, help prepare, agree with what the anointing was. So God isn't sending us by ourselves. He's sending us together. And, and part of this collectivity is even meeting like this online, is being able to hear what God is doing in your life. Okay. So I see that strategy is getting healing released. That strategy is bringing funding in. For Chuck, he's going to be training people how to uh, take care of their money. You know, there's so many strategies already released in just our little Zoom area, just our little family. And it takes the whole family to build the strategy. Does that make sense? Because we all carry a piece of it. Just like in 1 Corinthians 12, it says to, he gave each of us a piece. Whether you're the eye, the ear, the intestine the toe, it doesn't make a kidney, it doesn't make any difference. We can't function with each without each strategic piece being put together. So uh, that is critical, is owning the anointing and the strategy that God's given us, and then sharing it with the people we're in community with so we can put all of our pieces together and be able to move forward in this, in this season of harvest, such a season of harvest. Um, 
the next one we're going to talk about is Exodus 4, and it's verse 6. Let me find my Bible here. Well, we're going to do verse 3. Let's go to 4-3. Uh, four two. It says, and the Lord said to him, "What is in your hand?" And he said, "A staff." Then he said, "Throw it on the ground." So Moses threw it on the ground, and it became a living serpent, like a royal symbol of the crown of Pharaoh. And Moses ran for it, ran from it. <laughs> I'd run from it too, right? But the Lord said to Moses, "Reach out your hand and grasp it by the tail." So he reached out his hand and caught it, and it became a staff. And he said, you shall do this so the elders might believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has most certainly appeared to you. Then he said, the Lord also said to him, put your hand in your robe where it covers your chest. So he put his hand in his robe where, and when he took it out, his hand was leprous as white as snow. Then God said, put your hand in your robe again. So he put his hand back in his robe and when he took it out, it was restored and it was like the rest of his body. Now understand that God has given us supernatural power and authority to be able to defeat this war against us. The the staff was Moses's authority, the sign and the wonder of the leprous hand and then it not leprous anymore is the supernatural power that already exists within us. We already have that power within us. We don't have to look for the power. It's already been given to us, fully been given to us. And God may stretch you like he's stretching Moses in this season to release authority and to not even just release. As soon as I said release authority, I heard show. God wants you to show his authority and his supernatural power by what you speak to, what you do, who you pray over for that breakthrough. God has that for each one of us. Whew, that makes you want to jump up and run outside, but don't. <laughs> but stay apart from each other. Uh, stay apart from each other. But think about this. This is so powerful. And you know, I. I also was reading Samuel. I'm doing this little uh, systematic reading through the Bible, chronological. And Samuel was talking to Saul because Saul didn't do something he was supposed to do because he felt the pressure of the people. And there was an underlying greed in him. And he just didn't feel like he was good enough to to do all this that God had called him to do. And Samuel said to him, and this really struck me, and this is out of the uh, Jewish study Bible. He says, you may be small in your own sight, but you are the head of the tribes of Israel. God has anointed you king over Israel. And I say this because sometimes we see ourselves as insignificant. In the New King James, I think it uses the word insignificant. You may be insignificant in your own eyes, but we are not insignificant. God has called us to be anointed over our families, over our region. He's called us to be the strategic implement. I mean, the strategic, um, the strategists 
for his for his kingdom in this season. So we are not insignificant. The people around us, like Rivka said, the people around her kept saying, oh, you'll always have that. No. She's not always going to have that because God said she didn't have it. So we don't care what they say. We don't care about the peer pressure. We don't care about the uh, assault of the enemy that says, oh, you're from Georgia. You got all those family members. You were the youngest of the youngest. Who cares about you? No, God has called and anointed each one of us. And so we are significant in his eyes because he has anointed us to move the kingdom forward in our lives, in our families, in our business, in our region, in our country. We have every power. We have every authority. And we have the plan of God to do this. So we don't have to squirm. We don't have to worry. We don't have to say, God, we don't have these great words to say. We're not super articulate. And he says, I don't care. In this hour, you speak what I say and you release the miracles that I give you on this earth. That's all we have to do. That's it. Speak and release, speak and release, speak and release. Remember when we were kids, we used to have water guns and we used to just squirt and squirt and squirt till the water ran out. Well, and then they came out with like the water bazookas, which, you know, they held more water and it was like being hit by a cannon when somebody shot you with it. That's what we carry. We carry God's bazooka that when we release his word, it comes out like a flood and there's such anointing on it that we don't have to worry about it not covering what it's meant to cover. We don't have to worry about it. We don't have to worry about the miracles that we're releasing, the supernatural power that he's given us. We don't have to worry about it not working because the power and the anointing, the authority for miracles have been given to us. The authority to overtake what is happening to us has been given to us. We have it. We have it already. How many sense the presence of God just falling on them now? I mean, I can feel the presence of God on my hands. He's like, let's release this miracles. Let's declare, you know, they're saying these crazy things out there, but, but we do not agree with what they're saying. We agree with what the word says that we are giving every power and authority. And we're putting a demand on that anointing that's happening in California that the curve has flattened. We're putting a demand on that anointing. We're putting in a demand on the anointing that our businesses will thrive. Our churches, our ministries will thrive. That we will not come out of this broken. We will come out like the people of Egypt that, that have. We've been delivered from our bondage. You know, this thing that's trying to hold us captive. Heck no, even in our house, it does not hold us captive because the blood of the lamb covers us. We, we are carriers of the presence of God. We are children of the great I am. We are all healed and in good health. We are receiving the transfer of wealth. So as, as David went into Ziglag, went from Ziglag and took back everything that was stolen from him, he said not, there was not one thing that was left behind. Everything was recovered. Plus, they plundered 
everything the enemy had taken uh, and multiplied. So not only they got what was theirs, they had a plunder of even more. So that's what we have to realize is that right now, that all belongs to us that we walk in the great favor. Israel walked in the favor of the Lord where people were running over each other, trying to give them what they had, trying to give them their great possession. That is, that is what we have. Um, there's a scripture in Hebrews and you don't have to look it up, but I'm, I just want to read it to you. Um, it says, by faith, Moses left Egypt unafraid of the wrath of the king, for he endured steadfast, steadfastly as seeing him who is unseen. By faith, Moses left Egypt. He left the oppression and he wasn't worried about the wrath of the king because he endured seeing the God who is unseen. We, we know that we are going to leave and come out of this because God is with us. We don't have a cloud by day and a fire by night. We have a fire inside of us called the Holy Spirit. So we are totally immersed. We are endued with the power we need. In the season of miracles that we're in, in this Passover season, the season of miracles to see abundantly more than we could ever imagine. And I want to share a testimony to you um, uh, with you guys. I got it from we're part of the Bethel leaders thing. And they wrote me a note. And Chuck and I had out and said that um, in this we've been praying for you. And we're praying for your services on Sunday. And they said in this time of economic stress. Papa wants to reveal himself as Jehovah Jireh, your provider. We release supernatural provision over your family and all the families of your congregation. And he said, and, and here's the word that he wanted to release over us. The bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry. Until the Lord sends rain on the earth. And Gene's been talking about the rain. We keep talking about the rain of, that's coming on this earth. The rain of the harvest. And the second scripture was the first fish you catch, open its mouth and you will find a four drachma coin. Take it and give it to them for my tax and yours. So our internal provision within our household will be there. It will multiply. And the... Um, economic provision we need uh, to give out will be there for us. And here's a testimony that they sent us. They said, um, here's a testimony, a little girl who dreamt several nights in a row, an angel uh, of an angel releasing money in her room. Each time she woke the next morning and found large sums of money had appeared under her pillow. Now, listen to this, guys. This is a testimony. It wasn't one morning. It was each morning she woke up and there were large sums of money that appeared under her pillow. Um, and it says there was the mom who was working in the kitchen and had grow. And then here's the second testimony. There was a mom who was working in her kitchen, had groceries appear 
and fill up her empty refrigerator. Uh, and then it said, pastors have reported an increase in giving and attendance in the church since it started. So, so we declare all those things for us and our family, for, for everyone we touch, we declare those things. Supernatural provision. I, I don't mind lifting up my pillow and seeing plenty of money to pay for things. Uh, would you? No. I, I, I don't mind opening up my cupboards and seeing plenty in there for me and my family. I don't mind to have an increase in church giving and attendance. None of those would break my heart. It's just a great celebration of the Lord. So I wanted to share those testimonies with you. Um, and he said, we're declaring Papa will do it again in your congregation this weekend. So receive it. So we do receive that on behalf of what they sent us. Now, I want to add one more little PS to this, and then we're going to do a declaration. Um, um, okay, which, which part am I going to do? I had to scan back through. Okay, so I know that we're going to come out of this with a, a, a true sense of seeing God has invited the world into the kingdom. I, I was talking about this on Thursday night that one of the top, the top, it was in the top, but it's in the top couple. Prayer is the top Google search. People are looking for people to pray for them. They're looking to know how to pray. They're, they're looking for who can they pray to, who can help them, who can, who can guide them in the right direction. You know, uh, they're looking. People are searching for the God who loves them. For the God who has put it all out for them. And as we are equipped already with the strategy and the power, uh, we are defeating the enemy who has raged a war against us. Right now, we are defeating him. And we are going to come out strong in this. Um, there may be a season, and Chuck Pierce talked about this for a minute, so I wanted to just mention this. There may be a season of time where when we come out of this, we'll feel like we're in a little bit of wilderness because we're not sure how it all looks. But the, the thing that Chuck Pierce said uh, that caught my eye when I was thinking about the wilderness, he said that um, what we have to understand is those the 40 days as we come out of this are critical because we need to keep our eyes on what God has shown us so we can carry it into what he's having us physically do. So those first 40 days are going to be critical for us to really press in and press toward what God has for us. Um, and I'm actually super excited. You know, I'm ready to get over, get over this and move on. But I feel like this season, God is really working on all of us. And there was one other thing Chuck Pierce said that I want to share with you before we go into um, uh, declaring. It says, he said that, he said this a while back, um, last September, he said that this Passover will be a true Passover. He said that, uh, he said, plague-like conditions will hit the earth, which he said along in September. February, March, and April will be hellish. But uh, he was looking at the nations to see which nations were passed over. And he said, then I began to see that the real 
issue would become an economic rearrangement throughout the world. And if we celebrate and honor his blood, um, it will be a, it will, sorry, if we celebrate and honor his blood, the death structure that is gripping these nations will shift at Passover. And he says that, he says the death toll in the nations that celebrate and honor the blood and acknowledge him will start decreasing after Passover. So I just, I want us to, you know, just keep declaring that, that spread to de decrease, um, like I said, I do the numbers, the percentages, you know, are, are still staying low, that that will continue to stay low. And, and as soon as Passover hits, it will just be, it will be like this giant sledgehammer from heaven that will resound throughout the earth. And we will know that God has done what God has promised as he continues to do. And that the harvest will be like hand over fist. We won't be able to collect it fast enough. And that's what we have to be prepared for is bringing, being ready to disciple and grab a hold of those people who have tasted and seen that the Lord is good and have given their hearts over to God so that they are able to be discipled into that relationship and, and that love uh, and passion that God has for them and in the purpose and the calling that they have. Amen. We could go on and on for this forever. I, I'm very excited. I'm very, very excited. Um, so I want us to declare together uh, because we're going to, we're going to put uh, a demand. I don't know if that's the right word. We're going to move up under the anointing that God has given for Passover. Uh, we're going to, to declare what God has done at the time of Passover in this miracle season will be done right now for his people and for the harvest and for the purposes that he has. So, so let's declare together. Uh, we can, I think, do you think we can unmute without killing us all? We're going to try it. Okay. So why don't we all unmute? And I'm going to make a declaration and then you guys can repeat after me. And uh, I'm going to start with the one that um, Chuck Pierce started with. And then I'm going to do the ones that pass over what the Israelites received through the Passover. So this is the one that uh, Chuck Pierce wrote. He said, uh, I decree, I decree that during this 40-day period, there will be no postponement. I decree, I decree, I decree that the bondage of the enemy is broken. I decree a great harvest is happening right now. I decree a great harvest is happening now. I decree that people know they are the children of God. I decree that people know they are the children of God. I decree I am healed and in good health. 
I decree that I am healed and in good health. I decree I will receive the transfer of wealth. I decree I will receive the transfer of wealth. I decree that I have the great favor of the Lord on me. I decree that I have the great favor of the Lord on me. And I decree. I carry full authority and power to do what God has called me to do. Amen. Let me just pray over everybody before we go. But I'm telling you guys, there's a shift in the atmosphere. Amen. Amen. So, Father, we just thank you that you have shifted. Thank you that California is a sign. It's a sign and a wonder. And, and God, we just declare from the West Coast to the East, from Florida, from the South to the North, that uh, there will be a suddenly in the curve, that it will flatten. Lord, we declare all the frontliners, everyone, whether they're delivering packages, serving food, working in hospitals, it doesn't matter. We declare the blood of the lamb protection over them. The disease will not be able to touch them, that the John G. Lake anointing will be on them and it will bubble up and fade away. Yes, God, we just thank you for your healing touch. Yes, and Lord, right now, we just decree that we are powerful. Yes, Lord. And that we carry your presence in us. And that yes, everywhere Lord. you send us, we will go. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Every uh, area of responsibility, whether it's in Nicaragua or India, whether it's in Newport Ritchie or St. Pete, it doesn't matter. Whatever area of responsibility you've given us. Yes, God. They will prosper. Yes. Everyone you put under us, they will they will prosper and be safe and be healed. Our family will be safe and protected. And God, we just release an anointing of uh, yes. Yes. People who feel like they're small and they're only small, uh, insignificant, but no, they are powerful and full of life. So God, we just shake, we just shake the Josephs in them, the Deborahs in them. God, we just shake the Marys and Elizabeths in them to rise up and and just walk in the anointing that you've given them, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, and, Lord. and Lord, we just thank you today for all that you're doing. We thank you today for what is seen and what is unseen. Yes, and God, Lord. we thank you today that it will even be more the next minute, the next hour, the next day. Everything will increase and the visibility of your glory and your power will be seen across the world in yes, Jesus' Lord. name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you, family. Amen. amen. So Thursday night, we'll gather again and uh, God is uh, good. God is so good to us. I love you guys so much, and we'll see you on a few days. If y'all need anything, please let us know. We did have an opportunity to help a ministry out in Kentucky. The gathering did. All of you did. We uh, They uh, needed to feed uh, a lot of people, uh, so we were able to help them, and God just keeps replenishing and growing what we have so that we're able to help. Thank you so much for listening. 
For more podcasts like this and to connect with me, go to my website, cindy-stewart.com. And remember, you are the best investment you can make.